What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Healthy to lie. Staying warm, you know, cold here. Had a nice ice storm last night. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Global warming, you see. Yeah, it's, it's, it's global warming. Did you did you watch the Super Bowl? Nope, did not. I thought I of, actually, all, of all the games, you actually watched the Super Bowl and nothing else. I, I actually forgot about it, to be honest. You forgot about the Super Bowl? How yeah, can you forget yeah, about I, the most and the biggest important game of the year with... Uh, who was playing again? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I don't even care. Like, I, I could care less. I mean, it's all over, like, TV and everything here. I mean, I, I don't even care, right? It's just, like, it, it's so ridiculous. But apparently it was, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Brady? the guy that, yeah, the guy that deflated the game balls. Uh, oh, yeah. To, yeah, Tom the one Brady? that cheated his way. Yeah, that or, guy. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, he's this great guy. The son of a bitch cheated, right? Sorry, he did. So was that I, I, ever was that ever proven or was it a? a oh, a, it was New England. Of course, it's proven. It was New England. Of course, it's proven. You didn't even have to ask. As soon as they made the accusation, it was real, right? It was New England. I'm a Steelers fan, if a former Steelers fan, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I honestly, I really don't care. I'm just, I'm just making fun. There are some things about it today. I mean, people are talking about like the the commercials and all that stuff. Super Bowl commercials used to be funny. They're not anymore. And uh, it, was, it was my understanding that the entire Super Bowl was full of like woke garbage and everyone's jumping all over Tom Brady because he wasn't wearing a mask. He walked out of the tunnel. He wasn't wearing a mask. Who cares? Who cares? You're outside. Like I heard some of the reporters were on the sidelines giving the, the reports with no one in their in their visual area at all. And they're standing there with a mask on. You know, last night I was flipping through TV and I came across this program that was called Behind the Bricks. And it was about the Indianapolis 500 because, or well, it was about the Indianapolis uh, Motor Speedway. It was put out by their production team because that's a business in and of itself for the Indy Racing League, right? The, you know, the Indy 500 and all that stuff. And Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the other name is the Brickyard. I thought, all right, it's been a while since I've watched anything related to auto racing. I'll check it out. The first two minutes, the first two minutes, they were doing an interview. And they said, and they're both sitting there. The camera shot panned out and they're both sitting there like this. I kid you not like this. Right. So they're both sitting there with their masks in their hands. And they said, some of you might be wondering, and per CDC guidelines, we were wearing masks before we started this interview. And we, as you can see, we are social distancing for safety reasons. You know what I did? I turned the program off and I will never watch it again. I will never watch anything having to do with that organization again. That's where I'm at with all this crap. That's where I'm at with it. And it's done that way on purpose to make you say, you know what? I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to see it anymore. And that's where I am with it. But I, I, to be fair, I was there before. All of the uh, all of that stuff was in there. So, I mean, I, I was already walking away from it and people were already walking away from like the NFL and all that stuff anyway. But anyway, the Washington Post, the Washington Post. Yeah, the Washington Post owned by Amazon. Number one paper in the country that the Chinese Communist Party takes out full page ads on the Washington Post. They put out an op ed and Bruce, this might shock you. They're concerned after after the Super Bowl, right, which I guess Tampa Bay won, I guess I'm assuming they're concerned. The Washington Post, they're concerned that the Buccaneers team name romanticizes ruthless cutthroats. They're concerned about that. 
Hmm. Well, we are in the, the times of woke culture, and you can't disregard the, the, the brutality of that era of everything that happened. Of course, it's it's so brutal that Disney actually plays, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, what's the other one? Treasure Island and all that stuff has been going on for a long time. Yeah. As the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get ready to host Super Bowl, whatever in the hell, what's LV in Roman numerals? I don't know. In their own hometown. Is that even allowed? Is that even allowed? Like, aren't you supposed to have the Super Bowl somewhere else? Isn't that the point of it? Anyway, the Washington Post used the occasion to warn against the dangers of romanticizing pirates. I happen to like that era in history. I happen to like that. I thought it was kind of interesting. The Buccaneers name and logo are a true reflection of the city hosting the game, trumpeting its close association association with pirate legends like Jose Gaspar, namesake of an annual Tampa festival. In the article, they link to a newspaper clipping of uh, that detailed a 1975 Name the Team contest hosted by Tampa Bay radio station WFLA. Local resident Dr. Richard Molly, who was the first to suggest the name Buccaneers, won a television set and season tickets for choosing the winning team name. Oh, well, that's that's all right. Yet, while this celebration of piracy seems like innocent fun and pride in a local culture, there is a danger in romanticizing ruthless cutthroats who created a crisis in world trade when they captured and plundered thousands of ships on Atlantic trade routes between the Americas, Africa, and Great Britain. Why? Because it takes these murderous thieves who did these terrible things, like locking women and children in a burning church, and makes them a symbol of freedom and adventure, erasing their wicked deeds from historical memory. These were men and women, I'm glad they identify as men and women, who willingly participated in murder, torture, and the brutal enslavement of Africans and indigenous people. Problem? Uh, first of all, how do you know they were men and women? You didn't ask them what their identity was. <laughs> Second of all, you just described Antifa. Yeah, they did try to seal up a, uh, well, they do burn churches, and they mm -hmm. did try to seal up a police precinct with cement and burn the police officers alive inside of it. They tried to burn down the federal courthouse in Portland with people inside of it. They're saying they're about freedom and stuff, anti-fascism, right? And they're saying that they're trying to paint them as good. And so isn't it's kind of the, the same thing, which, by the way, uh, you you mentioned LV there. LV, I believe, is 55. But, you know, I, I think yeah. that was 50. Yeah, OK. Well, uh, they uh, they they also go on here. To, I, I, I find it kind of interesting. You can make other references here as well and bring it up to the modern age. Uh, they say that um, they say that yet while celebrating piracy seems like an innocent fun and pride in local culture, there's a danger in romanticizing ruthless cutthroats who created a crisis in world trade when they captured and plundered thousands of ships on trade routes. Gee, does that sound like possibly forcibly shutting down our businesses? Possibly. Say, kind of, yeah, sounds like our, yeah. our current government. It does Lockdowns, bit, yeah. governments, yeah. central banks, you know, yeah, yeah hedge yeah. funds. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or the, you know, Great Reset, World Economic Forum. You know, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that, that group too. Yeah, does sound about right. Ruthless cutthroats. Yeah, hmm. maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Plundering wealth and destroying uh, business and lives. I, they, they, they just want to do what's right and, and try to better the, the, the people. You know, it, it, they have to try, right? Yes. Well, she goes on to describe at length the history of pirates, specifically that Gaspar, who died in 1821 and is still celebrated in Tampa today as the last of the Buccaneers. She also called out Hollywood and writers such as Lord Byron and Sir Walter Scott for promoting the glamorization and lionizing of pirates. So why do we celebrate individuals who were the baddest of guys? 
pirates were known as murderers who pillaged, raped, and plundered their way through the Caribbean. And they were well-known enslavers who dehumanized Africans and indigenous people, selling them off for profit. And how did they acquire these African and indigenous people? Well, they, they're pirates, which means they raid ships. Uh, okay, so... If you had Africans and indigenous people on your ship, usually that meant you were a slave ship. Hmm. Well, she goes on to, you know, talk about how, you know, well, they took slaves in the name of colonization, blah, blah, blah. You know, all the you, the usual talking points. Yeah, the usual talking points. Should we celebrate their complicated legacy? It's a question Tampa Bay has to contend with as we collectively contemplate other major sport mascots with dubious legacies like their Super Bowl rivals in Kansas City. And yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll we'll talk about that. But see, Bruce, you've got to get rid of that. You've got to get rid of that because can't you clearly see that the checkered past that they have and the oppression that they caused? I mean, you you can't have that. You can't promote that. Mm. Yeah, it might hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah, because uh, we we typically don't have pirates anymore, um, except on Halloween. Funny. Yeah, Halloween. Well, piracy has changed a bit nowadays. Now it's not. Yeah, now it's a. Now it's a uh, skip and uh, some AK-47s and a cargo ship. Well, well, yeah, they do that, uh, but it's more commonly known as uh, just bypassing Netflix or Amazon or Hulu and oh, that kind of piracy. Yeah, 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 yeah online that, piracy. I got you. That's modern day piracy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's switch over to the Kansas City Chiefs, their rival. Now they're under pressure. You see, to uh, to ditch this. Um, well, that's the tomahawk chop, you know, the, the thing where you stand in, you sit in the stands uh, and you, you know, you make the, yeah, yeah. You know, the little chop yeah. thing. Yeah. Pressure is mounting for the Super Bowl bound Kansas City Chiefs to abandon the popular tradition, which fans break into a war chant while making a chopping hand motion designed to mimic the Native American tomahawk. Local groups have long argued that the team's chop tradition and even its name itself are derogatory towards American Indians. Yet the national attention focused for years on the Washington football team's use of the name Redskins. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? And the cartoonish chief Wahoo logo, long the emblem of the Cleveland Indians baseball team, right? Yeah, that's got to go too. Uh-huh. Atlanta Braves, oh yeah, that's all got to go. But in the past year, those teams have decided to ditch their Native American themed monikers and the defending champion Chiefs are generating more attention due to a second consecutive appearance on the sport's biggest stage. See, if they just stayed out of the Super Bowl, then you wouldn't have to worry about it. You wouldn't have to worry about it. But all these people out there that are offended, they're offended. Bruce, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You're actually, well, I think half of your state is an Indian reservation, <laughs> literally. Mm-hmm. How many Native Americans, yourself included, actually take offense to that? Um we don't. In fact, the the polls that were um, done on this topic, they were all proud of that. In fact, the Redskins they were they were happy with that. That was actually not a derogatory term. That was actually the name that the Native Americans used to call themselves back in the day. Okay, so specifically for the Redskins, that one, uh, that instance, I know for sure they were proud to have uh, a, a team of their own, if you will, and to be represented. So you're just going to remove all of them and replace all the the ideas or or um, heritage that they had with some white man's idea? Well, apparently there is a coalition of Native American groups that have put up billboards in the Kansas City area to protest the Tomahawk Chop and the chief's name. A protest is planned outside of Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, which was the site of Sunday's game. Don't know what happened with the protest. I'm surprised the media wasn't all over it. I mean, that that should have been front page news everywhere. 
all those Native American groups that were out there protesting that, I mean, you would think that they would be out there bringing awareness. You know, the, the mm. media, I mean, they, they would be promoting that bringing awareness to, to their cause. Maybe it's because there might have been one or two people out there and they didn't want to look bad. Yeah, I, I and it, it, it also kind of makes me wonder how many of them are paid like that, uh, the, the one Native American that um, uh, supposedly the young Catholic kid so ruthlessly assaulted by looking at him and Sandman, smiling the drum yeah. the drum kid yeah the, yeah the yeah the drum guy uh, i honestly how many of them out there were activists just looking for a quick buck and how yeah, many how many of them are actually out there legitimately you know protesting and the thing is is okay so native americans purchased a sign uh, a bunch of signs billboards that say uh they want to get changed those things Anybody could purchase the billboard and say they're with any organization. It doesn't necessarily mean it's, it was them. So, no, I'm, I'm. Well, that's OK. That's OK, because the chief's organization itself, right, the Kansas City Chiefs organization itself, they made some changes last fall. And we talked about this. They barred the headdresses and the war paint, and they they made a subtle alteration to the chop already. While cheerleaders using a closed fist instead of an open palm to signal the beating of a drum. So they they changed that. So it's the most ridiculous. I'm trying to do this with a straight face. It's the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. This is it's so the ideas they're pushing for is so un-American and so unfootball. Like you're watching a game where a bunch of elites, right? The the top these guys are the elite of the elite in the athletic world in, in football, and they're going in trying to to essentially kill each other. This is our modern day gladiator matches. And you're quibbling over names, over words, while you're watching people smash into each other, giving each other concussions and breaking bones. Like, really? And you're cheering, saying, pass the nachos while you're doing it. So, yeah, all right. Anyway. Yeah, it is sad. It is sad. All right. Anyway, I I don't give a damn about football, whatever. All right, Bruce, let me ask you a question. You're all about home improvement. Yeah. How to fix things (laughs) on your own. Yeah. 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 All we need is duct tape and a couple of pieces of string. Yeah, right. We got it. Right. So there is a woman who gorilla glued her hair in place. <laughs> Ooh, I oh. I wish I was joking. So <laughs> supposedly it was um it was she was looking for a substitute. So um uh, she actually she had the the gorilla glue spray right. So I guess there's a spray out. I haven't seen it, but I guess yep. there's a gorilla glue spray. Spray on it. So, adhesive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's what she did. She was all out of her got to be glued free spray, right? They got to be, you know, for, you know, it's made by, I think, uh, Schwarzkopf. I used to use that specific product. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did too for the longest time. Uh, d- not the spray, but the, uh, the actual, like the glue, the like the actual gel. Yeah. yeah it's actually, well, I mean, that stuff is just, but, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, obviously I don't need it anymore, but, um, yeah. Actually, I still have the, I still have the same hairstyle that, um, I used to gel. I, spiked hair and everything i just haven't fixed it in a while well why do you need to with lockdowns right yeah exactly yeah so what harm could it do right she thought she'd spritz a bunch of gorilla glue spray adhesive onto her head uh to tamp down her hair for her signature smooth look for her tiktok channel right it was for her tiktok it was important right this was important she won't have to do it again for a long time. <laughs> so uh, she uh, she also had a, a sleek ponytail that she was trying to you know pull off with this thing. But see, here's the problem. Uh, 15 hair washes later, some tea tree oil, some coconut oil. Yeah, it didn't work. Didn't work. Mm-hmm. She went on TikTok. She said, my hair's been like this for about a month now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man she says it's not by choice no it's not by choice uh she went on to explain how 
Having run out of her usual product, uh, she thought she could simply substitute. But Gorilla Glue is a super adhesive whose products carry labels such as waterproof patch and seal (laughs) and permanent adhesive dots. Uh, It proved to be a bit more than she bargained for. She says it was a bad, bad idea in one of the videos that she posted. uh, I think it was on Instagram. Her post on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok uh, doubling as public service announcement and calls for help have gone viral, (laughs) drawing more than a million views and tens of thousands of comments, according to a local news affiliate. The company recommends acetone. Yeah, it's a solvent. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and yep. the main ingredient in uh, which is the main ingredient in nail polish remover, which is true, even th- which is what they say. If you get like uh, the super glue, yeah, if you accidentally super glue your fingers together, use an acetone like a solvent, like a sol- yeah. uh, solvent type stuff. Even the makers of Gorilla Glue weighed in, noting that if her hair had been like that for a month, the roots might be fractured, uh, which is probably not what you want to hear, I suppose. Which I mean, my God, if your hair is stuck in place for a month, I mean, do you like hair growth? Right. You need. To, I mean, my God, I'm sure it would eventually grow out. But like either you're going to use the acetone or you're going to shave your head. That, that's your choices at that. Yeah, point. Right. Right. Uh, on Saturday, she posted a photo outside of a hospital and then made one from the inside of herself being seen by a medical technician. On Sunday, a photo of sterile saline next to a pile of nail polish remover pads and the caption, this is really about to be a long process, <laughs> followed by four prayer emojis. Uh, she promised to furnish updates in, on her YouTube channel and has posted one already of her sister working on her head. You know, so uh, maybe people really are that dumb. But at the same time, I'm wondering if this was just a publicity stunt because she'll go down in history like this is going to be Internet fame for a while. People are going to visit her page they're going to or TikTok. You know, I mean, she she's going to get publicity off of this. So whether or not it was truly a dumb mistake or this was a gimmick. Yeah, we'll see. But it, it, it yeah. I think it was a gimmick, personally. It could have been, yeah. Uh, the company actually weighed in on it, and they gave her, you know, they were sticking with her and saying, you know, here's some tips you can, you know, you can use, and we recommend what you can do and what we don't recommend that you do, and things like that. So, I mean, if anybody knows their product, obviously it's going to be them. So, yeah, um, yeah, you know, at least they decided, at least they took notice and decided to to try and step up and and give her some tips on it. So that's good. That's good anyway. All right, let's talk about Office Pods. What the hell are these things? <laughs> <laughs> so this is. Um, I believe this is Nissan, yeah? So this is a Nissan concept. And basically, it's a van. It looks like, well, actually, it's a van you would see probably in Europe or Japan or something over over that direction. Not something you would see here in the U.S. It looks like one of those area. Yeah, it's like one of those Volkswagen buses. Yeah, modernized a bit. Yeah, that's basically what it looks like. But instead of, uh, you know, having seating and everything in the back of the van, you have a... It looks like a metal framed office space. You've got a chair that's hooked up to the metal frame, computer that you can put back there. And the whole thing can slide out from behind, you know, the back of the vehicle if you want, you know, some fresh air. You can sit on top of the vehicle if you want. But it's intended to be a mobile office. That's uh, the, the concept. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know where to go with that one. Okay, I, I don't understand. Like, I don't see the point of it. What's the point of it? It's, it looks it looks interesting. I'll give it that. It looks interesting. But I don't see the point of it. What's the point of it? Um, well, since everybody's telecommuting now, uh, I guess if you're living in an apartment and you want to work away from home. But you can't. It, I, I, well, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe 
I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I, I have no idea why they pushed for this one. This one does not make any sense, in my opinion, unless you're going to go out somewhere. Like, if you try to go somewhere to, uh, you know, more relaxful, uh, you know, like a campground or something, uh, you're not going to have internet. So I'm not sure how that one's going to work. Are you going to go park somewhere else in your city? Like sit in a parking lot or parking garage and do your work? That's that's kind of weird. I guess that's you could- set up. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I, I get the concept of it, but not in the, in the age of COVID. That doesn't make any sense. Like, if you wanted to come up with something like this and telecommuting was an option, but it wasn't required, then, okay, I could see that, right? You drive off somewhere, you're out there for a couple of days, chilling in the countryside, whatever it is you want to do. That I understand. Or if you want to... I don't know, go visit relatives or something for a weekend and you don't want to drag all your office stuff with you, then you drive this thing and you go and you hang out in this thing, do your work for whatever it is, three to five hours or whatever it is. So you don't have to inconvenience everyone inside the house or wherever it is you're staying. I mean, that makes sense. But just simply putting one of these things out and they're, well, they're selling it in uh, the age of, of COVID as, a, as an alternative, I, I don't understand. Yeah. So there are features in here, like, uh, for example, uh, inside the glove box, uh, it's fitted with a UV antibacterial lamp. So you could put your personal items there inside of the uh, glove box to disinfect them, such as your phone or your wallet or something, um, or even maybe your mask, I guess. Um, they have uh, uh, the floors are made of a transparent uh, polycarbonate, which allows you to see what is happening beneath the vehicle. I mean, that's a cool idea. That's a fun feature just, you know, in, in vehicles. But like, why would it matter if you're sitting somewhere? Like, why do you want to be able to see the ground? Like, if you're sitting in a parking lot or something, why do you? That, that's weird. I mean, there's nothing really to see under there. I mean, it doesn't even look that comfortable, does it? It literally like this is the most boring mobile office I've ever seen. Granted, it's a concept, but that that just it looks boring. It, it looks too honest, plain. Well, it is. It is. It is boring and plain. It looks very dystopian in that sense. But someone like me, uh, I'm not going to be able to fit in there. I'm too tall. Like the the person they're showing in the in the pictures is an Asian person. You know, not being racist or anything, but Asians are typically smaller than I am. Um, so uh, I'm going to be hitting my knees on the desk. Uh, I'm not going to. There's no foot room. It looks like you would be hitting your head on the the, the top of it. I mean, the vehicle, I can sit in SUVs now and hit my head on the top of the vehicle, sitting down. So it, it doesn't make any sense to, to go uh, that direction. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting concept. At least somebody's trying something new, you know, trying to propose different ideas. I don't know why you would need to, to have a pod office or an office pod vehicle. Um, I, I, I don't know. There's, like if you're going to have something like this, uh, okay, uh, just hear me out on this one. If you're going to have something like this, then why not get yourself an actual like RV? You know what I mean? Something that yeah. is a, a legit, I mean, so it can serve a, a multitude of, of purposes. You know what I mean? So you can actually yeah. like go out, be in nature, and you can still have the comforts of what you've got at a minimalist lifestyle kind of thing, which is quite popular, right? You can get the ones that are that smaller, actually just a little bit bigger than that. And it has everything you need. So the van itself starts at 23,000 to 38,000. Now, with all these extra features that they're, they've added in, I don't know what that's going to do to your price range. Um, but even if it's like, you know, a $50,000 vehicle, why would you spend 50,000 on a vehicle like that 
that has no room or storage for it. For example, you go grocery shopping. You can't fit groceries in there because of the desk and everything in the back. I mean, you you, you can, but it's going to be the storage of like a, a trunk of a car. I mean, you're not going to have the extra storage space like a van would bring you. You're not going to bring other passengers with you because there are no passenger seating. It's it's that one seat for you in your office, your little slide out thing. Um, are you going to go around the city in that thing? I mean, it's a van, right? So I imagine it's, I mean, it, it is a smaller one and it, it works in like Japan where it's pretty tight in like Tokyo, for example. But it just, it doesn't make any sense, honestly. If you're going to go that route, why would you spend that much money on something like that when you could spend the equivalent on an RV and get you a small RV that would provide you with, you know, uh, you could live the inside of it for that matter and, and just live in that and roam the country that way. I mean, yeah. it's startling get, when that comes up. You get everything else. You get you get the internet, you get satellite TV, you got uh, a bed to sleep in, a bathroom, full kitchen, dining room, all of it, right? So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway. It possibly com- more comfortable, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we are going to have to go because we're out of time. But uh, thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. And thank you to all the listeners. And for all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.